Week 8 uh, Whiskey Dicks Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach, joined by Josh. Josh, how are you doing today? I am doing, I think, better than you are doing, just from a yeah. sheer health standpoint. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, yeah, this is a late record in the week, having some health issues. I know, shout out Alex Fear. he's already on the COVID IR list. I don't think he's allowed to play this weekend. Um, and depending on my results that I'll get back, uh, today, Friday, when we're recording this or tomorrow, I might join him as well, but my matchup might not matter because Curtis Samuel L. Jackson exists. It's going to be a weird week. Thursday night already happened at, uh, yeah. I mean, the roster's already locked Wednesday, so it doesn't change how things are going to proceed, but, uh, we will get a little extra information before we pick some matchups, but, uh, matchup breakdown isn't really going to be what this podcast is about. Because uh, I'm just, I'm really proud of everybody. Everybody got their stuff together, uh, buckled down. Maybe people are more confident in their opinions of people. There's a lot of fucking trades since last podcast, where there were two live trades on that podcast. We are really getting our shit together. Way to go, guys. Oh, oh were, there, were there a lot of trades? I, I hadn't noticed. I, I... Yeah, I heard you had a nice, easy uh week of work this didn't add any anything extra to your schedule no. uh nothing heard it was super easy yeah super super duper easy um i didn't have to uh bother contacting almost everyone in the league at some point um no piece of cake which is obviously sarcastic josh was up till 4 a.m every night grinding hitting the streets grinding yeah. To make sure that he gets all that juicy insider information. Uh, how many anonymous sources do you have this time, Josh? Well, so I left out the two trades um, that you and I did on the podcast live. Uh, not so Kind of not necessary. Yeah. Not necessary from that perspective. But uh, the, there were five trades between that podcast then and this podcast now. So I've so got... You have- Five takes from, uh, basically, I've got a take on each side of the five trades, and I've got five anonymous sources, aka oh I had two pages of typed information on here, um, and it was it was all pretty good content. I think I think I think everyone will be happy with it. I'm excited, uh, but we'll hold off on that just so we can address some minor stuff that was going on in the group me this week before we get into all the trade breakdowns. Uh, the big one being Ben's push to change his punishment. Uh, he was, una- I don't know, as always, Ben's unaware of how the league works that he's been in. Uh, I don't think he knew it's his to change. Uh, he definitely didn't know he was supposed to change it before the start of the season. Um, so just to kind of go over the whole punishment thing is, as of right now, from my understanding, it is pretty much take the ACT. Maybe Ben could challenge him to a beer mile if he's feeling frisky. Uh, and that's as of this moment. And typically, 
we have it in place that you have to change it before the season. So the punishment that he tries to choose is not affected by his current standings. Wouldn't make a lot of sense. Say if Ryan was Sacco this year and he's six and one now, pretty much guaranteed to make the playoffs. He can't make the punishment the worst fucking thing in the world, knowing he's not going to have to do it. But obviously, Ben has as good a shot as anyone to be Sacco this year. I don't know. I don't know where we really stand if we do change it. Uh, is it going to be just Ben's choice or is it going to be more of a group choice with Ben giving us some options and we vote? I don't know if Charlie has weighed in on this yet. And my guess is he hasn't because it's kind of a weird situation. I think we're all, we all want the punishment to be changed. Ben just didn't do it by the deadline, but that doesn't mean we can't necessarily make an exception as long as it's everything, as long as it's something everybody agrees to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Josh, do you have any thoughts on on that whole him just all of a sudden linking his Amazon cart to everyone? Yeah. <laughs> Wild, by the way. But yeah, I think uh, I think that is exactly right. I think, you know, obviously Ben probably should have had this figured out before midway through the season. I mean, we we're literally halfway through the season when this conversation starts happening. Um that being said, I think I think you're right. I think if we can come to an agreement, I don't think anybody's uh, going to be too upset with changing the punishment if it's within reason. Um, I know there was a while ago that like Ben was like, "Oh, we should get something tattooed on," and and then, to me, I don't I don't know if I speak for the rest of the league, but I know I I voted nay because I'm not a person who plans on getting a tattoo, so I definitely don't want it to be a, a league punishment. Yeah. Um, if you can get everyone to agree. Uh, it, you know, especially the people I think who have more of a chance to be it than not, uh, which as you pointed out, would include Ben. Um, I think, I don't think there'd be any issues, but, uh, yeah, a little late to the game, Ben. Um, not gonna yeah. lie. If you do win it this year and we do something crazy, maybe next year, try to remember that, uh, you do have the ability to change it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that is a good point. I did forget that he threw out a tattoo. That is one of the things that the, the group does have a certain say on what the punishment can be. There was a reason why the punishment this year is not a tattoo. It's because people were like, look, I'll just physically refuse to do it if I'm Sacco. That nobody wants that. It has to be something that everybody will do. They don't have to like it. They shouldn't like it. But they will still do it. Tattoo is really kind of running that line for for people yourself included um but i will say i think he did try to do that before the season started and it got shot down and ben was probably like well that's enough for me i tried (laughs) and now i don't even think he remembered he still had the option until we brought it up and now he's like oh yeah i still get to do this or do i so i don't know we'll see let us know in the group me what your thoughts are we'll see if we can get something going here uh before we get even further into the season Worst case scenario, the punishment stays exactly the same. Uh, And it, I guess, I mean, it's still a thing. So it's not like there is no punishment. Outside of that, in the group me, there was a shotgun bet, I believe, that was made. I expect uh, full video evidence of those being paid out when that is finished. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Alex Fear requests that we let him know what whiskey we're drinking. Uh, Josh, what whiskey are you drinking? That is a great question. This is... uh... A bourbon cream. I'm currently at Kirby's apartment, and apparently it's the only alcohol she has on the facility. So I'm having some sort of root beer float with a Boone County bourbon cream. Yum. Yeah, so not our not our typical uh, standards for me. I'm drinking uh, Dayquil. 
uh, <laughs> small batch, small batch Dayquil. Um, it's it's pretty hard to get your hands on. The proof's pretty high, so keep yeah. keep your eyes peeled for it when you're at your liquor liquor store. Um, and then when it comes to the records for the first half of the season, uh, of all of our pickums, Josh was the winner. So I owe Josh one bottle of whiskey before we head into uh, starting this week until the end of the regular season. That'll be the second half. But congratulations, Josh. I will say we both beat the computer though. Uh, so if you if you ever wonder. Mainly Ben, because you're the one who probably wonders it out loud the most. Why do we listen to you guys? You don't know anything. I'll just do what ESPN says. It's, we're better than ESPN. Yep. That's why. And now we've proved it. Hard evidence. We're better than ESPN. Mm-hmm. But now we'll get into the real meat of this podcast. Uh, in the in the group me and not in the group me and the Google Docs that we have for this, it just starts by saying street notes. That's right. Outside of that, I'll just kind of let Josh take this, uh, take all this away. We'll start with the first trade uh, where Ben gets Cam Newton and Daryl Henderson from Ryan, and Ryan gets Pat Mahomes. Yeah, so uh, a couple things before I dive into too much. First, I want to I thank everyone for getting their responses to me in a timely fashion, especially my anonymous sources. Uh, we'll get into those here in a second. Um, the other thing is, if the person was immediately there dropped, I did leave their name off of the trade because I didn't feel anything that would be necessary. So um, so I reached out to Ben during this trade, uh, and it was pretty simple. Uh, he needed an RB. Uh, he didn't view Cam as much of a downgrade. And uh, and I think, I think, obviously, looking back, and again, this was last week, so yeah, that, that may not be true. But uh, Ryan's take, I think, was the one that made me laugh the most when he he simply said Ben needed a win this week. That was it. There was was nothing else to it. Didn't explain it. Didn't add anything to it. Uh, The anonymous source, when I'm talking to the sources around the league, uh, the general consensus was, and I'll just quote one one owner, uh, more like 11 malevolent elephants. My goodness. Uh, trading away Mahomes ensures that while Ben stands idly by researching researching choker necklaces, <laughs> the rest of the league will have to continue to choke on the elephant D of Ryan Goodell. At least he had the decency to leave Jared Stidham on waivers for a juicy week nine matchup versus the Jets following Cam's impending demotion. Uh, Jesus. Obviously, obviously, if you couldn't tell, this was after Cam's uh, negative week. Um, but... Yeah. yeah. Moving on. Uh, uh, before we move on, I'm just going to play a fun game of Guess the Source. Obviously, you won't answer because you trust them. That sounds like a real Dan take from me. Uh, so, yeah, I'll stick with that one. That, that, that sounds like Dan. That act, this could be a really fun game. Um, but, yeah, no, I won't confirm any of, any of my anonymous sources because they're Integrity. Not. Integrity. But, uh, but, yeah. So, moving on to trade number two. Uh, ben gets Gronk and Dan gets Jamal Williams. Ben's take uh, didn't realize Aaron Jones was out. Jesus uh, Christ. Thinking AJ Dillon would get uh, some work and he wanted to upgrade the tight end position. Dan's take uh, don't have to worry about Aaron getting hurt. Gronk is just a guy. He got off waivers and didn't like playing too many from Tampa, uh, especially with AB now being Antonio Brown now being in town. Yeah. So you know, I also I I love on the group me after basically like 
pointing out that Ben could have maybe gotten him later. Aaron, like, I don't know all this stuff. And Dan's like, no, I might've hold, held on to him. Yada, yada. You don't know. And granted, he did have a good week last week, but Dan also admitting here, like, nah, he's just a dude. Like, I didn't, I was going to like basically saying, no, I was just going to drop him if he didn't do anything. Jesus yeah. Christ. After saying, yeah. no, 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 I wouldn't have dropped him. So, well, so that was, again, as, as a respected journalist, uh, I, I don't, I don't like to point out flaws in the logic here, but, um, if Ben wanted him, I mean, Gronk was, as Dan said, he got him off waivers. So maybe Ben put a bid in. I know he spent a lot of fab on some running backs, so maybe it was too low and he really had his eye on him. Or maybe he didn't realize Gronk was on the waivers. Um, I also guess we'll, definitely did not. <laughs> we'll, let that, we'll leave that up uh, for the rest of the league to decide. But uh, the anonymous source, again, talking to sources around the league, this is how one, one particular owner felt. Ben played Dan like a fiddle. Gronk is clearly on the upswing if Brady can keep his shit together. And Ben gave away an RB whose values or whose value goes back to pretty shit once Aaron Jones is back. Probably this week. You could argue that it helped Dan win the week, but Gronk in that same spot would have done it. It's like Ben actually knew what he was doing for once and just decided to give Danny the business. Don't mind the handcuff to Jones, but still think Dan should have kept Gronk. This quote was given, again, before last week's games and before the news, obviously, that Aaron Jones is now out this week as well. Out Uh, again. Um, And and obviously, we're commenting on this trade like post last week Uh, for Ben. He did get Gronk, who did score. Uh, AV still, I don't know. There's going to be a lot of targets there. It's definitely going to be if Gronk scores, it's good. If he doesn't, it's bad, which just sounds like literally every tight end. (laughs) <laughs> Every single one. Um, not only did ba- Dan buy a win last week, he might have bought one this week. Because if he had to be out Aaron Jones back-to-back weeks, that would have blown for him. Yeah. Um, but he gets it this week. So the you're, the other owner at the time uh, seemed to be very heavy in favor of Dan. I don't know if he would change it, given the current results, although he seems to really think Gronk is, Gronk is on the upswing, too. When it comes to who... This could be. Yeah, let's hear your guess. Wow, this one's kind of tough. Sounds like Dom. We'll dart throw the darling out there. We'll say that that Dom sided with Ben here because he sided with Ben before. Well, I cannot confirm any of it, so we'll we'll keep moving on. Yeah, we'll just move on. Go ahead. <laughs> Trade three. Uh, Alex gets Chris Carson, Charlie Yikes. gets Melvin Gordon, and DJ Moore. R.I.P. Wow. Now, I have Boy, reached geez. out to Alex. These, these have been shipped off already. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've reached out to Alex, uh, and it was after the results. So this is where his head was at. The trade was a shit show, and I threw my season away. that was that was his feelings at the time maybe i buyer's remorse yeah maybe i should have waited to get a quote or maybe got one a little sooner but uh anyway that's where we're at (laughs) um charlie's take uh i'm not ashamed to admit that fantasy football success took a back seat for a second when alex proposed the trade i absolutely snatched the opportunity to indulge in a piece of alex's trading 
pie and make Dan squirm by switching up my roster just minutes before kickoff. And it, and it worked. It lit a fire under his players, and he pounded my butt. A++ all around. He pounded my butt. <laughs> all right. Uh, the anonymous source source around the league. Uh, I think Charlie won the trade handily. I don't think Carson is that much better than Melvin. So getting DJ out of it as well was a huge was huge for Chuck. Getting him some much needed depth. Yeah, uh, I don't know if we got in Alex's head or what that he was just like fuck it, I'll trade because I don't think this is one of his finer moments. Um, and granted, hindsight, didn't know Chris Carson was going to get hurt and sit out. And God knows what that backfield is going into this week. It's an f- absolute headache. Right. Whereas Charlie, just already moving on, uh, just keeps keeps trading, trading going from a paperclip to a house or whatever that fucking TV show is. That's right. Um, uh, but yeah, boy. But going, going to the anonymous source, who... Do I think that that is? I think Charlie won the hand. Oof. I'm going to say that is. Man, that one's really tough. It's not a long quote. No. That's that's not helping me out here. I a longer <laughs> quote would be more helpful. Um, I'm gonna go with Alex Fear. R.I.P. He got the COVID. Got the COVID. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, All right, but we'll move on to the next trade. That's that's three down. Uh, we're not done yet, everyone. You no, did this, and I couldn't be more proud. Right. No, we are not done. Uh, trade four. Charlie gets Russell Wilson. Dan gets Melvin Gordon. Dan's take. Having had Russell, I'm shaking in my boots at having to rely on a rookie. A floor of 14 feels much worse than 20, but the ceiling stays the same at QB. I now have an entire lineup of the potential to finish top 10 at their position in points per game. Charlie's take. Dan has the absolute balls to trade for that same player I shrewdly acquired. Like as a trophy for beating me, I guess. And I let him have MG3 for the small price of the 2020 NFL MVP. (laughs) A plus for me. And Dan gets the Nick Young meme with the question marks. P.S. If anyone... Once a mediocre quarterback for a bye week filler, I will be holding on to Breeze and Bridgewater for the rest of the year because I have player drop anxiety. So trade me love up. It. Love it. Okay. I love how he's getting, he's just using the podcast, knowing you will quote him directly to get out his trade request to people. Let's Very see. smart. Big brain. That's a, that's a good plug for his team right there. That's, that's what that is. All right. So the anonymous source. As is standard with Dan, we see him trading long-term success for short-term gratification. With a banged-up RB, I understand the desire to pick up Gordon. However, I don't know what it justifies sending off the second-best producing quarterback in the league. On the flip side, you have to call it like it is and say Wilson is a substantial upgrade from a limp Drew Brees this season, who is now third-best QB on Charlie's roster. However, this really leaves him scrambling at the running back position. I do not envy having... An RB2 named LaMichael, who has produced no less than 23.7 points on the year. Is it possible to say that both sides lost on a trade? We'll look to see in the coming weeks if Charlie decides to offload one of his three QBs or one of his three tight ends for some help in the running back position. If I had to lean one way, I'll give the edge to Dan, considering the roster surrounding the subjects of this trade. Um, yeah, honestly, overall, I felt like this one was pretty fair. 
Charlie filled a need, got rid of Gordon. It all depends on your real opinion of Melvin Gordon. Um, we were supposed to see what it was like last week with Gordon and Lindsay both in the backfield, and then Lindsay got a concussion and left. So mm-hmm. okay, cool, 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 cool. Didn't mm-hmm. didn't doubt that. Um, but we'll see again when he does come back, kind of where it pans out. Uh, I don't know. It, it makes sense for both sides. Dan doesn't want two quarterbacks. Uh, he traded, in my opinion, I think in his opinion, the one with more value, but he was able to get a, a, a playable running back out of it. So I don't know. I have no qualms with this trade. Um, as as for the anonymous source, this is a fucking pair. This is a novel. This person had. You, how long did they take to get back to you with this? You you asked you asked for a longer one to help you guess who this would be. So there's your there's your longer quote. Yeah, who's out here writing novels? Who's putting thought into... Okay, Luke's out of the window. Can't be Luke. Can't be Ben. Uh, Zach Brand doesn't care enough to write something like that. Uh, Some dark... I'll say... Ryan. I will say Ryan gave that take. I don't know. That one's super tough. All right, Josh. I th- this is like a Goldilocks situation. The first, though, that one was too short. That one was too long. I need I need a, an anonymous take in the middle of those two <laughs> for me to get a better guess on who I think this is. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if this one's better for you. But this is the last trade I have on my on my sheet right now. Trade five. Ian gets Kareem Hunt and Tyler Croft. Dan gets Raheem Mostert and Darren Waller. Think Tyler Croft is still on the team? I don't know. I mean, anyway. My first question is why is Tyler Croft involved? Uh, that was my thought. I was like, did he? I'm sure he got dropped, right? But I actually don't know if he's still on the team or not. So it's on my document anyway. But uh, well, he's playing him against me this week. Oh, well, there you go. Dan's take. Uh, I was pretty bummed to trade Kareem. He's been nothing short of spectacular, but after securing the Green Bay running back position by getting Jamal and then acquiring Melvin, I felt I could risk losing him. Losing Godwin this week killed me because since I played Joe and Mike Evans, that could potentially be a 30-point swing. Since I would probably favor Joe to win this week, these trades let me lock up next week where I play Ian. Waller would have been his best skill position player, and Kareem is on by. If I can get the whole squad healthy and together, then I should have a good shot at a 200-point game and the title. Ian's take. Not You're surprised getting- by that damn take at all. <laughs> no, that doesn't surprise you? Um, no. Ian's take, you're getting my take as I sit in the drive-thru line at Taco Bell trying to get my <laughs> free taco. So my God. I had to keep that in there. Uh, pretty obvious. I've got two RBs on the IR. My quote-unquote best running back is a backup getting me maybe six points per game and on a bye. Plus, Kareem gets his even when Chubb is healthy, and I'd much rather stream some tight ends and risk that than have literally nothing in my running back slots. Need to change something up. I usually want to stick with a strict no Dan trades rule, but Jesus, look at my team right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, again, love love the take from Ian. Um, anonymous source. I think it's a solid trade. Hunt has the value right now, but will lose value when Chubb comes back. So Dan takes a huge uh, ST. Oh, step down at RB for now, but when Mostert gets back, 
gets solid production and he gets to step up at tight end. Makes sense to me for both sides. Wow, real matter of fact take from this anonymous source. Again, couldn't be someone like Ben. Uh, he would, I don't know, he would have more of an opinion. Maybe, maybe this is a Joe take. I think this could definitely be a Joe take. I don't know if I well, I know a lot of you have watched a movie with Joe, no matter how bad it is, he'll find the good in it. Just like this trade, no matter how bad it was, he was going to find the good in it. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to think Joe's the anonymous source for that last take. When it comes to the trade, I don't know. I'm like conflicted because I do think Kareem Hunt's really good and I think he'll stay really good. I thought that was such a steal for Dan in the draft. It's kind of like why his team was as, has been as good as it is. Um, Raheem Mostert is like healthy, good, got hurt, came back, got hurt again. Does he just come back and get hurt again? Um, Darren Waller's Darren Waller. I think he's fine. He's just, he's, he's, I don't know. He won't disappoint you. Uh, it'll just go how that offense goes. I don't know. It, does he have a lot of touchdowns this year or is he just more volume? I have to look. I guess like I, I, I understand the trade and the way Ian put it, Ian hated his roster, especially he, he basically said, I would rather stream a tight end than stream a running back, which is, I don't know. That's kind of a no brainer. That makes sense. Uh, so yeah. I guess that's why he did it. Raheem Mostert is like, I'm just super conflicted. When he plays, he's really good. But it's it's when he plays. So who knows? Although Dan's playing tired legs McKinnon this week. So. <laughs> it's literally the most insane report I've ever heard. I So here's the thing. That quote had me so confused. Uh, I actually texted Dan separately just to be like, what, what the hell does that even mean? And then uh, I was thinking about it more, and boy, have we ragged on David Johnson uh, for being washed. And I don't regret a second of doing that, by the way. But Jarek McKinnon, bro, you are seven weeks through a season, and you yeah. are your legs are tired. Like, I don't even know how young or old that is. That just sounds washed. That sounds like yeah. something Frank Gore should be saying. Not, that is, not... that is that's <laughs> like, a big-time washed flex right there. Come on. But, uh, damn, yeah, but that was it. That All the trades from this week, we had a lot of stuff to break down. All of that is, like, literally quoted verbatim in our document. Josh just read a fucking, how many pages is this? Uh, One, two, it's two and a half pages. I don't even think Josh writes that much for his actual work. I can say for a fact that not only do I not do that at work, for my job, but I don't even think I had a paper in college that long. I mean, that was single space stuff. So, and, and the amount of sources, it I is that, that's I just single space. I definitely didn't do that in college. So uh, yeah, you guys are making me uh, really, really work for it, but uh, hopefully you're enjoying it as much as I am. Cause it's always funny to see these guys responses and uh, keep up the good work with the anonymous uh, source material, as well as uh, getting back to me whenever you guys make trades. So anonymous source it's basically just everyone in the league and then it's just deciphering whose take is who it's anonymous you have no idea if they're going to be in the league or not you just don't know well if you ever get bold enough to go outside the league for a take don't make them anonymous if fucking drew (laughs) your brother is given a take on here make him say it with his chest I'm just saying that's that's the fun of the anonymous source. Maybe I go off off script one one week, and who knows? You know, 
yeah no i mean i would love that that sounds that sounds great honestly uh but outside of all the trade talks and everything like that do you have anything for the people before we jump into the matchup breakdown no man i'm ready to keep rolling all right let's keep the train moving we'll start with the first matchup of the week that is jet black khaki slacks dominic tortellini two and five First, the Fresh Prince of Elair MG 3 and 4. Now, do we want to go back to the old format uh, where you just pick the biggest shitter in the matchup, or do we want to go fast takes like we had with Dom? Really I'm, just snowball into it. I'm okay with snowballing into it. I think we could run, run through it. Yeah, let's just snowball into these bad boys. Take a look at what you're seeing. Uh, both of them could really use a win right now. Who's not going to get it? I got to say, I'm taking MG. Robbie Anderson, man, I would have thought he would have doubled or tripled his points against Atlanta. So, uh, yeah, obviously we get to see the score. We get to see that outcome. But uh, that was disappointing for him, and I think he needed that one. Um, I'm going to go with MG on this one. Yeah, actually, I think I have to, too. I think I got to go with with mg as well dom's starting like the rb2 on every team he can latavius murray <laughs> joshua kelly leonard Fournette, just allergic to rb like the number like death chart rb1s on teams um and i don't know if there was a win for his trade with alex to pick tanyan or jimmy graham but i don't think tanyan's gonna get it done either i don't know dom's gonna really need a big performance but i don't think he's gonna get it i think we're both gonna take mg on this one mm-hmm all right, we'll go into the next matchup. That is uh, the Ballad of Scary Terry, Joe four and three versus Arby's spokesperson Dan Hyder five and two. Uh, also, Dan loving Arby's one unsurprising, two disgusting. <laughs> Just I hate. Oh man, uh, I totally forgot that that happened. And then when you said it, I I just could not stop. Laughing. Oh, Dan, that was funny. I don't think Arby's is that bad, but I certainly wouldn't go out of my way to to be a spokesperson for it. Um, oh, do you want a little Arby's story? Oh, I would love an Arby's story. So my father had to get his uh, gallbladder taken out, and uh, due to Billy Eric, Billy Eric, Billy Eilish, however you want to say it, sludge. Basically, I wasn't. Uh, producing bile correctly and that's usually because you have a fatty diet or things like that and when you have a gallbladder attack it usually stems from eating very greasy fatty food literally it was arby's that put him in the hospital to get oh, it taken out. No. arby's was the straw that broke the camel's back to make my father have to get his gallbladder removed it's like it's it it's forever gone in my eyes if you can do that to a human being that's that's a big yikes <laughs> yeah now i'm gonna have to second guess anytime i were to ever I mean, I, I'll be honest. I can't remember the last time I had Arby's, so I don't know. Yeah, because you're you're like a functioning member of society. Yeah, I just can't remember. Can't remember a time when that happened. So now, but uh, looking at these two teams, Dan continuing to talk a big game. Uh, sucks for him. Rosters lock. He'd probably really like to have uh, Williams in there instead of Aaron Jones. But uh, go ahead and tell me who's going to win this week. Yeah, I mean, look, it sounded like Dan had basically given up this week. Uh, and I think he referenced that he wasn't going to beat Joe. Um, so it's kind of hard for me to take Dan when he's already given up on his team. I think I'm going to go with Joe this week. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Joe, too. Joe, Mike Evans is not good. 
unless Chris Godwin's not playing. And guess who's not playing? So that's a great start. Dalvin Cook comes back for him. Aaron Rodgers gets to steamroll. Meanwhile, Dan's starting no legs Jarek McKinnon. Uh, Evan Ingram, who is just an absolute disgrace. And he's given you the patented Gillis hate start of oh, the double tight end. The double tight end. The, the worst thing to see in a fantasy lineup. It's, it's atrocious. And I've definitely done it before. Uh, <laughs> but we'll, we'll both take Joe there. Uh, and that'll take us to the next matchup. That is going to be Get Stick Bug Lol, Luke Wagons back, two and five. Versus formerly known as Mouse Cop, Zach Brand, two and five. Big time Sacco matchup here. Wow. Not surprisingly, both boys projected under 100. <laughs> this is what we like to see. Not just under 100. We're talking 84.3 and 83.9. Wolf. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough for uh, all parties involved here. Yeah. Um, but who's going to have the rougher side and who's going to win this week? You know, I am honestly, I'm torn just about on, on every one of these things. Um, but this one, this one, I, God, I have to pick one of these teams, don't I? Um, yeah, it's super disgusting. Yeah. It Frank Gore good. rostered as 21-point <laughs> dogs. <laughs> so bad oh my goodness i yikes i'm gonna take zach brand wow he said with a question mark <laughs> I, I sure did i i really had to i don't i don't know man i this is gonna get won by like one or two players like if, if Luke yeah. wins, Tom Brady goes off, and that's that's it. Like none of these teams show up. You're like, literally Luke... stealing the take out of my mouth. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry, but that's just the way I see it. Like I don't get your hands out of my mouth, Josh. I, I don't want them there. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Zach because why not? I've been drinking. Yeah. Uh, I am going to go with Luke, literally based on he has the number one wide receiver. For Philly going against the Cowboys, uh, he has Tom Brady against the Giants, and then he has Brandon Ayuk. So he's if Jimmy Garoppolo has a good day, Brandon, it's because Brandon Ayuk's going off. Uh, so he's going to sort of steal away from Zach there. But I literally think Fulgham and Brady can just carry this matchup for Luke. Dallas is a joke. Brady's on fire right now. I think Luke runs away with it. They could absolutely, and I would get burnt. The only thing I'm saying, Zach, is you did not take Cole Beasley in this matchup, and that is just something I, I just, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm starting to think I'm starting to think you've been hitting that Dayquil a little too hard. Single, single, small batch of Dayquil. Yeah, you're, you might be right. Uh, if if the Buffalo Bills put some respect on his name and put him on number two on the depth chart instead of John Fucking Brown, I would have taken Zach. But because they're disrespecting Cole Beasley, I can't. I can't stand for that. I'm not going to support him blindly like that. I got. I got to jump ship for this week. All right. I do see Zach is trying to buy my vote though. Hunter yeah. Renfro and Cole Beasley. That's what, what I'm saying, dude. And you're just all right. We'll Bribery is not tolerated on this podcast, <laughs> which is actually untrue. If you want to be picked, <laughs> send us some stuff. Abs. <laughs> I will gladly pick you. No hesitation. I will pick you every time. Just send us free. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you'll go Zach. I'll go Luke. We will jump into the next matchup. That is Aunt Becky's prison pocket. 
Charlie the Commish at three and four versus Ben's Eleven Benevolent Elephants. That is uh, Benjamin Tiller at two and five. Uh, both teams again projected under a hundred. I wonder who's more upset with that Thursday night game. Ben with eight points from Mike Davis when he really likes a clean eighteen from him. Or Charlie with DJ Moore against the Falcons, where you would imagine to have a far better game. Yeah, you'd imagine, you would expect a far better game for sure. But I mean, six and a half, I think you can live with. I'm taking Charlie in this one. I think Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry might rush for 300 yards against the Bengals. It might yeah. happen. I'm not sure. I mean, but it might. It's going to be pretty uh, rough. Also, looking at Ben's roster, I'm pretty sure I just read Michael Thomas is out this week. And if you're physically starting Cam Newton, you've already surrendered. <laughs> so I, Ben might score. I don't even know what he's capable of this week. Who who knows what is going to happen with his roster at the moment? Uh, but no, I think that is an easy double Charlie pick for this week. Yeah, that will. Uh, That'll move us on to the next matchup. That is East India Trading Company, Alex Crouch, 5-2, and two, versus the Wash Fantasy Football Team, Ryan Lachey, 6-1. and one. Uh, It's been very vocal in the group me how Alex has given it the old lay down Larry this week, letting Ryan just, <laughs> just steamroll him. Um, lucky for Alex, even though he is still projected to get crushed, Calvin Ridley, uh, got a little nick, got a little banged up, had to leave the game early, only dropped 5.7 on him. Uh, does that sway which way you're going to go in this matchup? God, I don't know. You know what? I mean, I mean it doesn't for me. Wayne you Golden, Traquan Smith, who I guess is the only wide receiver they're starting this week, and Marcus Johnson. Oh, You know what? Why not? Give me, I clearly I've had too much of this, but give me Alex in this matchup. And I have no real reason to, to, to pick him other than, I don't know. There's other there's than you've had too much of your alcoholic root beer float. Yeah, dude. There's, listen, when it tastes this good, you can't, you can't just have a little bit of it. Um, I mean, no, I think Alex's team is going to be king of the garbage. I think I think a guy like Denzel Mims. <laughs> That's not a compliment. That can't no, be. No, I know, I know it's not. But listen, garbage points are still points, and I think Denzel Ooh, Mims could. Is that T Higgins music? Oh, who's T Higgins, the king of the, the garbage man? The himself? king of garbage. That man is my hero. Listen, the second the Bengals kick off, you know for a fact it's already garbage time. So it's Joe already Burrow's garbage throwing, time. He's throwing sixty times, and uh, it's bound to go to T Higgins' way at some point. So. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take Alex for no real reason other than I just think his team is gonna be king of the garbage and Ryan's players, their 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 matchups are too easy. So they're gonna get pulled it's, at halftime. Pat Mahomes I, isn't yeah. four quarters. Pat Mahomes. No, actually there's no way he is. Him and Travis Kelsey are not playing four quarters. Correct. Correct. That's actually impossible. Yeah. Um, but I do think they can both dr- put up like a 30 ball a piece before they get pulled. <laughs> um, he has the chiefs defense boy to be on the right side of a matchup in one week. Yeah. I'm going to go with Ryan. Calvin Ridley could have just sat out and I would go Ryan Sterling Shepard can sit out. Stefan Diggs can still sit out as long as he has Pat Mahomes, two running backs, Travis Kelsey and the chiefs defense. He will beat Alex's team this week. 
Yeah, there's there's a chance I just punted this one to you, but uh... there's there's a, a <laughs> high chance that you just punted this one to me. Come on, Alex. Oh. Uh, all right, all right, but we'll move on. Uh, penultimate matchup that is the Curtis Samuel L. Jackson, Ian Gallagher, five and two versus the Nathan Peterman Revenge Tour, three and four. Boy, Curtis Samuel L. Jackson really put it in me on Thursday night. Uh, this is the second week in a row that he has a rushing touchdown in the red zone, which is a real big uh, cuck move to Mike Davis. Just don't know what's happening there. Um, really sucks for me. Uh, I did see the play Nathan Peterman, you cowards, in uh, the group me. I respect those calls. Uh, and again, I'll say it. If he is play, if he's a starter, I will play him. Doesn't matter literally when it happens in the season. I have to. I don't have a choice. I'm not just going to start someone who's not playing. But if he plays, I will play him. That makes sense. Man, I wish you would play. I know. I, I kind of want to. Like, I don't. It's not like I have Pat Mahomes and I'm going to have to pull Pat Mahomes to play Nathan Peterman. If he's a starter for a game, who fucking knows. Maybe. You never know. <laughs> I feel like. Uh, how are you feeling in this matchup here? I, uh, so at first, obviously, when you see Curtis Samuel drop at 19, you're like, yeah, well, Zach, you know, better luck next time. But um, I'm actually, like, he's playing Cordero Patterson. as Love that. Love C. that. C.D. Lamb with a potential seventh-round rookie. I know Andy Dalton's not technically ruled out yet. Oh, Danucci? Uh, with, with, with Nathan Peterman's. Uh, you know, I don't know, sidekick. What what do you call that? He he got to watch and learn under Nathan Peterman for a year before transferring to a for the tutelage one double Nathan a Peterman. The FCS is. Just just know. think about that. He couldn't climb over Nathan Peterman on the depth chart, so he got banished to the fucking shadow realm. Yeah. To not even play D one college football. Right. D is like D one double A or some something. I don't know, but. uh with some of those starts in there, I'm actually going to take you in this. I think Lev Bell's going to have a, a nice little revenge game against the Jets. I love a revenge game. Well, I think it's there. Uh, I've seen what Devontae Adams does to the Vikings firsthand. Uh, and if, if you guys are wondering, it's very similar to what he did last week as well. Um, I, there is a genuine chance he scores more points than he did last week. I, I, it, it could happen. The Vikings, the Vikings secondary has literally no one healthy. And they weren't good to begin with. So, and, and yeah, maybe that, maybe that's actually a benefit for them. That's where they're at. So I'm going to take you in, in, a, in, in this one, despite the 19 points I'm staring at right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's basically playing the Taysom Hill for the bears right now in Cordero <laughs> Patterson. <laughs> Um, oh, Taysom. Yeah. Uh, CD Lamb out there. Lamar has a tough matchup. Uh, I don't know. I just hope the revenge game pays off. Boston Scott gets another week as the starter for me, which is huge. Um, and then Johnny Smith gets a juicy Bengals matchup. Yeah, I'm going to go with myself here. I think we might try and ride this to a two game win streak over here for the Nathan Peterman revenge tours. But uh, that'll lead us to the finale. Denver Nuggets Dream Team Joshua Gillis co-host five and two versus the Oh No, this is not goods. 
RIP Alex Fear. Hope you're feeling better. Two and five. Uh, taking a look at this, Josh. I mean, what are what are we getting here? His team low key scary. His team is good. Um, I think what we have, and I, I've been looking at it all week. Um, we have a lot of matchups that kind of coincide with each other. Uh, outside of his, Cowboys, oh yeah, I got you. yeah. Like I've got Burrow to his AJ Green and T Higgins in that game. That's he's, bad. He's got DeAndre Swift against the Colts. I got Marvin Jones against the Colts. Um, you know he's got Josh Allen. I got Singletary. Uh, we both got players in the Bears and Saints game. So it's there's a lot that, that kind of overlap, which is nice. It makes it easier to watch like five games instead of all the games. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'll be honest. I, I am nervous, but I'm going to take myself. Uh, I thought Todd Gurley was going to have a stronger performance uh, Thursday night, and I'm upset that he got in the end zone. But at the same time, uh, I cannot be mad with what Julio did. Um and I think that's a good start to hopefully what is a, a victory for me. So I'm going to take myself. Yeah, I think the the big takeaway of the Saints having no receivers is Alvin Kamara is now every receiver. I fully expect him to have like 15 receptions this game. I think it's going to be genuinely insane. Um, and then honestly, I just think he's going to get a letdown from Cooper potentially with Danucci out there, the old Danucci Gooch. I don't really think he's going to pull that one off. Uh, I do expect it to be a super tight matchup, though. Um, honestly, not a lot of not a ton of shade to throw out here. I, I mean, maybe Zeke's washed. Maybe Dak was unlocking him the whole time. Uh, or maybe Mike McCarthy is just a terrible maybe, coach. Maybe Mike McCarthy is the Adam Gase of the NFC. Who knows? <laughs> maybe Mike McCarthy owes Aaron Rodgers 50% of his current salary. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, but no, I think we're both going to take you on this one. All right, and that is going to wrap up uh, the matchup breakdown for the Week 8 podcast. Outside of that, I don't have anything else for the people this week. Josh, do you have anything you want to say? No. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for uh, chipping in there. And uh, stay safe, Alex, and hopefully you, guys, you Zach, feel better. And uh, we'll do it again next time. Yep, sounds good. Yeah, sorry for the delay, everyone. 2020 strikes again. Uh, but we will be back hopefully on schedule next week. Other than that, go fuck yourselves. See you next time. See you guys. Hallelujah! Hallelujah!